Good morning, or whatever time of day it is for you. It's Thursday, December 2nd. Paul's on the road, I'm in the office, and we've got quotes on quotes for you today. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stare when they see me. If it's that once, no need to repeat. Run up on me, watch you fall to your knees. Okay, okay. So I am in the backseat of a Lincoln Continental from moving from LaGuardia to beautiful Stanford, Connecticut. And I have a quote from Albert Einstein to share that I read on the plane that I just had to share with you all today. So this is from Albert Einstein, and he wrote, Great spirits have always encountered violent opposition from mediocre minds. The mediocre mind is incapable of understanding the man who refuses to bow blindly to conventional prejudices and chooses instead to express his opinions courageously and honestly. That Kyle sounds like a troublemaker. Look, one, I'm st- I'm only on the second read of that at this point. You read it to me earlier, and I'm still <laughs> wrapping my mind around it. Honestly, there's there's just so much going on in there that that definitely is a, a, a troublemaker's perspective. But like, how did that hit you the first time you read it? And and what what do you want to lean into that? Yeah, I had to read it. Like you said, I had to read it a few times. Um, you know, it's it's in a book. It's in buried in the middle of a book called The 5 A.M. Club that Brian Benstock referred to me. And it's about changing your behaviors and saying how when you when you want to do things that are extraordinary, you have to implement behaviors that are also extraordinary. And that's what great minds do. They do things that people aren't willing to do. And what the quote basically says is like when you have these ideas and these expectations and these practices that you need to expect mediocre minds to violently oppose what you're doing. Basically, we're going to pull you down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so essentially, like, if you are attempting to, to move in a direction that is some level of new or some level of tra- troublemaking, that there will constantly be the pullback. And so Always. There's, you have to prepare for that if you want to be in that mode. Period. Yeah, and I think... I think that this audience, the automotive state of the union, experiences that on a regular basis. Why can't we do it this way? Why shouldn't we do it this way? Like, I'm going to go past that no trespassing sign that isn't a real no trespassing sign. It's just in my mind. And when I do, everyone's going to look and be like, oh, my gosh, you can't, you should, you can't do that. Get back here. Right? Well, That's just the nature of what it is. I mean, I'll just say this. From my history of experience it, at, at the, in the retail environment, right, our, our stores went one price, one person, uh, single point of contact very early, uh, you know, probably in the first 200 stores in the U S to do that. Oh yeah. That's very early, which is, sure. which is ridiculously early. Right. And even still today, t- two and a half years later, there are so many that are going, that'll never work. That doesn't make sense. And, and, and just like the list of why that's a silly idea. Now it may not be the best idea for everybody. I get that, but Whenever you're moving early, uh, uh, there, there's kind of a there's a saying that early early a lot of times looks wrong, right? Oh yeah, right. Being early, well, I say being what, early what and it? being 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 early and being wrong look the same. Yes, right. That's it. Yeah, look exactly the same. Man, so speaking of being extremely early, stop. Segway. Let's go. <laughs> Paul, the other day you showed me a uh, a clip out of a book that you ripped out of a book that Seth Godin wrote, and 
uh, and it's a picture of in the early 1900s of some 1927 of, 1927 okay yeah of some of the most brilliant minds in the world, I think it's like 14 or 16 out of the 20-person photo, and ended up getting Nobel Peace Prizes, right? Yeah, Which is just, that's ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. But, but, the, but what's interesting about that is it's not a photo taken after all of those people did incredible things. It's right. actually years prior to them doing these incredible public things, Right. And so if that photo would have been circulated at that point on a large scale level, there would have been so many people going, what are they doing in a room? That doesn't matter. No way that's going to work. Things like this aren't going to succeed, right? That's true. Absolutely. And so the, the point about it, I mean, the point of that photo, so why I loved it so much, it was Seth Godin's book. Thank you so much. It was Seth Godin's book called What to Do When It's Your Turn. Um, I'm getting out of a car right now. This is hilarious. This is the great. This is I'm the best. Sure. I, tra- I travel with my daughter today, so I got my little 10-year-old in the back, and we're trying to, to – she's trying to shove her iPad into the backpack right now so that we can get out of the car in the lot <laughs> of a Ford dealership in Stamford, Connecticut. It's amazing. Come on. You can do it. So the point of this – the point of the photo basically was that the picture was taken before any of them – that it was taken before any of them were actually Nobel Peace Prize, which means that they were doing this and they were making trouble like this. Thank you. Far be far before they were noticed by everyone else. Far before. So the question is, did they win the Peace Prize as a result of hanging out together? It's like, no. The reason they did all that was they won the Nobel Peace Prize is because they had been making trouble for a long time. Right. right? They were friends far before they were in the Nobel Peace Prize Club. Yeah, and and I love that because what it says is is like it, no matter how big your tribe is, as long as there's an intentionality behind it, the 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 long term result of it publicly most likely is productive for more than just the people in your tribe. So absolutely, you know, like I think about this, you know, all the time. It's like whether whether one of our podcast episodes gets you know twenty five downloads or one hundred and twenty five downloads or even more, right? Or or an email list, the the, the Monday email gets you know two thousand opens or it goes to fifty thousand opens. Who whatever that level is, whoever's in at that point. And is, and is starting to stir up these thoughts and these visions in their locations where they're at, as well as come together for some of the live events that Automotive State of the Union is doing. The, the, right. the idea is, is that where, where you're at with that, there's, there's production in the tribe that, that we're, we're hoping to create. And, and we've, like, over the last year and a half, you've already created with Automotive State of the Union. That, that you know, the conversations that are happening now are troublemaking and will produce results without a doubt and that is really that's really the call that we always put out you know you and i are going to be traveling a lot um over the next couple of weeks infusing this troublemaking into dealers across the country you know by leaning into people that are passionate about their brands passionate about why they do what they do passionate about their people and if anything else like just like that photo we're talking about with Einstein and that group of people, just like that photo, 
you don't think they were infusing passion into one another when they got together, mm-hmm. right? Because it, it really does start to ramp up and build momentum when you get together. And we get to get together every morning in this podcast. We get together at events. We get to get together through live streams. And we get together in person. And, that, and that's really, really the essence of what troublemakers do. Yeah, it, it is the essence. And, and oh, I love that because like you think about Clubhouse or you think about the, the events that we've done, there's something about going, I was actually on a Clubhouse room last night and it was a bunch of people in automotive. Uh, my, my wife was out to dinner and, and I, I got the rare opportunity. I haven't been in Clubhouse a lot, uh, but I got the opportunity to kind of be in there. And the conversation was just stirring up about training and empowerment and, and these, these things that probably for a long time were not discussed across the country, but maybe locally or in 20 groups, but it was a bunch of different, you know, people at different levels within the dealer or vendor community kind of ruminating about a new way of the automotive industry seeing the interaction with employees and with clients. Ooh. And and that's that is super – there was a moment there where I was like, why, why is everyone at 8 o'clock at night in a clubhouse room talking about uh, this? Like what's the right. value to that, right? What's the value to them individually, to us corporately? And now I'm sitting here and, and I was thinking last night, there is extreme value in that. No matter how big, it, whether it was five people or 50 people in that clubhouse room, there's, there's value to having those conversations, having like-mindedness and, and pushing the envelope on conversations that maybe in the past haven't happened. Well, without a doubt. I mean, think of the value. They could have been watching Netflix. They could have been hanging out, drinking a glass of wine. Maybe they were drinking a glass of wine while they were talking. But here's the value. What you focus on happens right the more you focus and talk through and encourage one another the more you focus on it the more likely it is to happen because your brain is now being narrowed to focus on things that you think are important so i think beyond the shadow of a doubt that's that's the that's the value it is the value eight o'clock at night they're going to bed thinking about that yeah so which means this morning thinking about it in their sales meetings or in their in in their team meetings or anything like that there's probably an influence from the conversations that they had you know similar to like going to digital dealer or being at the troublemaker event there's an influence to the next conversations you have with your team members for sure and and uh, man so we we again we don't ask a lot for you to share these episodes but really the influence around being able to to call everyone to this conversation talk about you know uh the the troublemaking nature of engagement in conversation bringing your people around that whether it be your sales team or your service team or your the 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 sales team on the vendor side that it can create so much momentum and energy into your days and weeks into your into the cycle of your business that you know, you, you may see as like, ah, it's just another podcast or it's just another email list or it's just another clubhouse room. The energy and momentum that can come out of that because of the conversations that you're having with other like-hearted and like-minded people are exponential, right? Got to stick together. We got to encourage together. one another. Well, Paul, I want to hey. get to a little bit of news. Um, yes, yes. Because... Uh, because I, I've, we, we have both found it so interesting. Actually, I was thinking this morning, um, you know, back, uh, what, 40 days ago, we, well, I guess uh, 50 days ago, we started a, this podcast uh, approximately. 20 days in, we changed the name. And then all of the big companies followed our lead. <laughs> 
you know, you never know who you're influencing until it hits the Wall Street Journal, which I read, by the way. Do you read that? My wife Every said day? yesterday we're gonna get a we're gonna get a uh, it's gonna be like I'm a real businessman, you know. I'm a we're gonna get a trigger. Businessman. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a real businessman. That's that's the trigger. We'll make it up. So here in the news, speaking of major companies following our lead. Yeah. Uh, so yesterday, and and if you were paying attention, kind of last week, uh, Jack Dorsey stepped down um, from his CEO role at. Twitter, which was, it was quite obvious that there was probably going to be some changes on the square side of which he was kind of dib- double dipping the CEO roles for uh, about six, uh, the past six years. Uh, but the co-founder of Square, uh, Jack Dorsey, s- said yesterday that Square is going to rebrand from Square to Block, which for me is the most genius rebrand yet. It's freaking brilliant. It is brilliant. Because here's the thing. Square and Block, essentially the same thing. Block is just a 3D version of Square, which... When you look at the actual, the little Square terminal, it's a Block. It's a Block, and his passion and what he wants to drive the company to is blockchain, crypto, NFTs, a greater understanding of that. And I love, so this quote is in a CNBC article uh, that they drew out for him, but it says, we built the Square brand for our seller business, which is where it belongs. Block is a new name, but our purpose of economic empowerment remains the same. No matter how we grow or change, we will continue to build tools to help increase access to the economy. This is what I love, right? We actually talked about uh, crypto yesterday and and, and all, that whole world and how, Access to the, the the understanding of blockchain or crypto is still kind of you've got to do a lot of deep research. You're you're still a very early adopter, even even if you think, oh, I missed the whole you know uh, Bitcoin and and ETH uh, boom, right? You're still an early adopter if you're understanding it. So so his idea, it, what I see out of that is, and I, now that I know, now that I read the innovation stack, which is uh, by his other co-founder of Square. What I know is that their desire is to bring technology and scale to people that normally wouldn't have access to a a subset of the economy. I love it. And make so, it bigger. They're making the pie bigger. So they're making the blockchain or crypto pie bigger. What I'm really excited about is is maybe they crack the code for speed of purchasing at low level pri- purchase items mm. for crypto. Oh, it's a genius move. I know there's just so much we can talk about along those lines. A lot to be excited about, um, but you know, we as brand geeks, we're like, yes, now that is a very sensical brand. I actually, it's probably one of the most brilliant rebrand brands I've heard of in the last decade. It's so good. Yeah, it's it's an absolutely great brand. Well, we're out of time this morning, so I think my encouragement to you is never stop having the conversations that might force you to change because of something that someone in your circle said so that you can be better. Let's go. Everywhere I go, the people really want-